Let me just share a few things. Norman is going to give us a very, uh, a very brief word, and, but I wanted to just say a couple of things, first in light of the nation and in light of the church, because we are celebrating our um, 241st year as a nation, and we're, we're grateful to God for that. And we, with, um, with the grace that God has given us, we just want to continue to pray that God will guide us, guide us as a people. Again, as, as noted, you, you don't have to watch the news or read anything too long to know that there, obviously there is concerns and there are things that, um, there's things that need to be resolved. There's issues from every angle. And even some of the manners in which we as a people are responding to some of these things, I think, is even just intensified the issue. Uh, but we do have a duty, and there's just two, two verses I want to read about this. We have a duty as a people. For us, the instruction from the Lord is never a concern about whether we like who's in charge, don't like who's in charge, and not even necessarily always like the laws that come down. The Scripture tells us how we're to be in every, every single case. And 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 1 and 2 says, I urge then, first of all, the petitions, the prayers, the intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and all holiness. That's always our reaction. That's always our action. That's our responsibility. Church, you agree with that? As a Christian people, it's our responsibility. And I'm going to deal a little bit with this in our series on high uh, definition and, and what, our, what our heart and role should be to all people. But there's a, there's a passage that reflects also our heart concerning our country, but the people who live in it. And it's 1 Peter 2.17, show proper respect to everyone. Look at your neighbor and say, everyone. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the king. That's, again, an admonition of us. We're to, show, we're to show honor and respect to all people. God created everyone. They were made in the image of God. Everybody whose eyes we look into is somebody that Jesus died for. And we want to always keep that in mind as we live alongside people who are, who are with us. So we thank God for our nation. Pray that you have a wonderful celebration over the next couple of days with family and friends and glorify him. The church, we're looking forward. Every year is, is a, a year of celebration for us. Just the very fact that CTC has been here for 24 years, started with six people. We celebrate what God has done, not only here locally, but what he's done around the world with the campuses and the, and the church plants. I'm so excited about our 25th anniversary. I loved our 20th because of the big banquet. The 25th will be even a, a bigger, a bigger um, banquet. And again, we'll be celebrating all month. Uh, I share the history of the church in Grow Track. So if you've been in Grow Track, you, you've heard the amazing stories that God did to get us to where we are, even to get the church planted. And, uh, and so I'm thankful for what God has done. Has the church been through warfare and battle? You can absolutely. My goodness. Uh, some of you have just as many scars. I look at Brenda Stevens, who's been with us the longest of anyone among our congregation. Many of you have battle wounds and war scars of just fighting a battle for the church, fighting a battle for my family, fighting a battle in our city, and we're grateful. But this is the thing that is absolutely true that I believe not only for the kingdom of God as a whole, but locally. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. 
And no matter how much Satan has attacked, no matter how much the enemy has tried to assault, no matter how much things have come against us, the gates of hell cannot, will not, and shall not prevail. There are multitudes of people in this city and this world who give great glory unto God for their salvation, but also the work of CTC. Last year, to me, was the best year. And, and I don't say that every year because some years have literally been tough. Last year was the best year. And, uh, and, and I, I say that for a few reasons. Uh, not only just the, the growth, not only some of the expansion and, uh, and uh, stabilization of some of the plants, but I'm telling you as a church, I've never seen you as a people rise up and take on serving our community like, like I've seen this year. Serving one another, loving one another, uh, serving in the community, serving in the church, the number of people that are serving in every area. It's, the, it's been one of the first seasons where we've ever had ministry leaders tell us when we say, do you need more people? No, we got, we're doing fine. We, we, and, and still growing, still expanding, people still getting baptized, people still getting saved, people still getting their life transformed, and Jesus is still doing it. And there's, there's still more to come. I mean, there is absolutely, as old as I am, I think I got 53 good more years in me. I think 53 good more years in me. And so there's, there's, there's more to come. But I'm, I'm very thankful. I can talk about the leadership team. I can talk about the eldership, and I can just, I can say so many good things about that. But honestly, it's not even just the people, you know, I, I, I don't want to call off names, but I, I can. I, I think about people, you know, you've got the leadership team who's steering the ship, and most of the time the elders and leaders are pointing this direction. But I'm telling you, I, I like the folks when the boat starts rocking who will throw on a life vest and get underneath the boat and hold things together while we're still moving and still going forward. While leadership is going this way, they're holding everybody else together. I'm, I'm grateful there's a passage that's been on my heart for a couple of weeks. It's 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, and 3. It says, We're always, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful to God for what he has done. We're looking to continue to expand our leadership team. Uh, some of you know this already, and I don't know if they're all here. What, is Wayne here today? Wayne Rooks is a candidate for eldership. David DeAnde is a candidate for eldership. And Ricardo is Ricardo. Ricardo Sanchez is a candidate for eldership. Good men of God, wonderful men of God. They've been under examination now for quite a few months. We're looking forward to it. Tyrone will be coming on full time in September. And we're grateful to God for that. And what the Lord is doing is doing there. And every one of you, Rennell has been an absolute blessing in so many ways. I'm so grateful for her, her service. And, uh, and I could go right on down the line for the staff. Philip is on vacation, uh, doing awesome. I mean, I can go right on down the line. Jolene, maybe I will. I'll go right on down the line for the staff. Emily's a blessing. Jolene is a blessing. Philip, Drew, Candy now is my assistant. Many of you know that. Candy will be, uh, uh, be my assistant. Thank God for Tracy with We Love Our City. Uh, Doug, the team. I can, I can go on and on and on. And some of that I'll do next year with a little bit more with a little bit more honor because uh, every one of them make me look good. They really do because I, I'm going to just tell you, I do less and less because I can, 
Yeah, I don't care what that, I, mean, I don't care what y'all think about that. Let me tell you what it means. Let me tell you what it means. I got more time to pray, to study, put together my lessons, put together my sermons, meet with my team. So I'm, I'm like the guy who went through 12 years of high school where you had to learn everything. And then you finally got to university where you only master one thing. I'm now at the point where I can master what God has called me to do because I got all kind of folks to do everything else. Now, just in case some of y'all missed that and trying to add, well, how much did this dude make? Think he make, he do less and less. Believe me, I earn my money. I earn my money because I do work hard serving you and just loving you. That, 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 that's worth something. But anyway, no, just, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just saying, we have a wonderful model. Every week you come in here, the whole idea is that we create a place where you're going to encounter the reality in the presence of the Lord. That's the whole mission. We pray about that. And as God helps us, we're going to continue to love Jesus. We're going to continue to live like Jesus. We're going to share his word, continue to build wonderful churches wherever God places us. With this in mind, we see people all over this city who are far from God, who need to find life in Jesus Christ. That's really what it boils down to people finding life in Jesus Christ. And so we put a lot of focus on the local church because we believe this is God's agency where people can come. They can hear the word of God. It's a safe place. One of the things that people hear from me the most when they come and visit, they've been here one time, two times, sooner or later, they're going to hear me say, it's a safe place. It's a place where people can come in, hear the word of God, be loved on. We believe the local church is a big deal to God. And so we want to continue to uh, uh, fertilize it and, and uh, plant and just see God uh, bring growth, experience his presence. When you walk in, you know you've met with Jesus. You know you've heard the word. You know that you've had an encounter with him. You're that much better because Jesus is speaking. We thank God for his generosity and his kindness, the things that he's done for us, through us, because of you, uh, your giving. I thank you for that. We've been able, again, to continue to expand, not only just for us, just the amount of money that we give to others, other churches even, even churches in our own city, because we've never, never been empire-minded. We've always only been kingdom-minded. Our heart and belief is we want the kingdom of God to expand. How God does that in CTC, he's sovereign, he's the Lord over it, so be it. But in the meantime, our heart is that every church in this city, when people walk in, they're going to hear a gospel message, they're going to be in a place where they can learn Jesus, and our city is better. Our community is better. We're not just concerned that our little community, our little church will do it all. We believe God has placed some wonderful churches in this city with good leaders that are doing a great job, and we want to bless them. We want to bless the ministries. We want people to know that they belong, and we like to have fun along the way. Anybody knows me, I like to laugh, like to have fun, like to tell stories, like to tell jokes, and that's reflected in some of the things that we do. Melon Jam was a blast. It always is. Some of y'all got some real anger issues trying to dunk me all the time. I mean, getting to the point, if it don't work, you want to run up and just push the thing just so, so I'll fall in. But we laugh. We enjoy the journey. We continue to go locally, foreign lands, planting. And by God's grace, we're going to continue to get better doing what we're doing. We want to pursue excellence because we want people to know the grace and the glory of God. And so I just want to tell you again, thank you just for being a great church. And, and you are a great church. Wonderful people. Um, 
I love what God has done here. And even in the sense of the multiculturalism, which obviously is part of our heart, CTC started that way. And, and I, honestly, I can't tell you, I can't tell you why God did it or how God did it, but he did it. We started out that way. We've remained that way. We'll continue to be that way. Don't matter what background people come from, race, culture, identity, they can walk into CTC and know, hey, this is a place where people love people. And so thank you again for being a great, great church. Norman is here with us. I was just in India and uh, had a great time with the pastors there, with the churches. Norman, as I shared with you, is doing an awesome job. Ten churches uh, that's planted there, 17 outreaches, which will soon be churches in the next two or three years. Phenomenal work. He's going to come and share. He's, he's here in the States for about three, four, five weeks, but he's here with us today. He's going to share a word, and, and then uh, we'll bless you, and, and may God bless you to have a good week. Amen? You ready? You're going to use this, I think. It's wonderful to be here. Uh, stayed at a hotel in Los Angeles. And so the shuttle to the airport from the hotel, I missed one shuttle. And I knew that if I w I'm, I'm waiting for the next one, you know, it's going to take, even though the hotel is right there, very close to the airport, it's, it's sometimes it's so much traffic, it's going to take about uh, 45 minutes sometimes. And so I didn't want to do that, so I called an Uber. And Esteban, so as soon as, you know, he gets there, se habla espanol, machaca burrito. No. First stop you make in Yuma, land at the airport, and go to Chili Peppers. Hallelujah. It's a privilege and honor to be here this morning. And... You know, I, I'm not going to preach for 45 minutes. I have been assigned a certain amount of time. And I believe, you know, what God has laid on my heart is going to, uh, uh, you're going to grasp that. And, I, and, and when you go back, you're going to be enhanced. You're going to be blessed by the presence of God. Amen. What, what CTC has, has, has gone through as a church, you know, I travel all over America. You know, and, and many of, you know, not to brag about that, but I have been in America more than most of you people. You know, I've been to 40 states of America, you know, and, and, you know, I've seen how churches, you know, just crumble here. You know, when recession happened, at least they were saying about 1,500 churches or something like that, more than that, were shutting down. And, and what, 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 what dad has gone through, if it was any other church in America, this would not be no, no more CTC. But when, I, when dad was in Chandigarh with us, you know, I, I felt this in my spirit. And I told him, he said, dad, your days of hard work are over. Your days of smart work are here. And so I truly believe, not that he didn't work smartly before. That's what he said to me, you know. But, but I believe that there is a greater anointing that, that God has placed on our pastor. And, and, and great things are going to happen in CTC. Amen. And so I bring greetings to you from my family. Uh, from Supriya and the boys. Uh, boys are getting big and naughty. And so I truly believe and, and really uh, uh, follow that boys need beatings. You know, boys need beatings all their life. So, yes. 
And so I truly appreciate what, what CTC does for us as a family and as a church for that being there. And, and we had a first leadership conference. And, you know, by, by the time it ended, I truly thought it was a first. But I thought it's a fourth or fifth because everything was so good, you know. And, and CTC has a great part in what I do and what we do as a church. Uh, CTC has been there uh, with us for last 11 years. For last 11 years, you have supported me and the work in Chandigarh, India. And I truly believe that that you have a great reward in heaven. Hallelujah. You have sown great seed. And you know, the growth that's happening here is, is because you are sowing a great seed all the way in India. A lot of you would never be able to go to India and never be able to see uh, through your eyes, but you will see it in heaven. You'll be surprised with your reward in heaven. Amen. Uh, I want to talk to you about friendship this, uh, this morning. And I'm going to take briefly a few minutes to share about, about these two uh, friends and that we can find in the word of God, that's Jesus and Lazarus. See, what a great honor for Lazarus to be called a friend of Jesus, right? No other person has been called, uh, you know, Jesus referred to as friend or people referred uh, to Jesus as when, when, when the news came to Jesus, they said, your friend Lazarus is sick. And before I talk about these two friends, I want to talk to you about two thieves that were hanging uh, on the cross uh, uh, with Jesus. See, two, one of the things that I want to share beginning uh, about these two thieves, both of them knew each other that they have done wrong. But only one of them knew about Jesus. You know, if it was uh, 2017, you, we could say only one of them was following Jesus on Twitter. And he was, he was knowing, you know, he, was, he knew what, what Jesus is up to because he said, you know, we are getting, we, we, the, 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 we, it's, it's right that we are getting punished. But this man has done no, no wrong, you know. And so one of them was following Jesus and Jesus uh, acknowledged him and he said, you're going to be in paradise with me. But when, when we talk about Lazarus, it's more than, you know, just being an acquaintance or a follower. See, see. The world doesn't need followers of Jesus, but the world needs lovers of God, friends of God, because that's friends of God get resurrected. You know, only follow, there was no follower that was raised from the dead, but a friend of Jesus was resurrected, raised from the dead. Hallelujah. And so that's, that's what we need. You know, you can be a follower of, you know, Donald Trump or, you know, whoever on Twitter, but that doesn't mean that you have a personal relationship with him. See, when you are friends with somebody, then you allow that person to have an access in your life, right? When you are friends with somebody, you can go to your friend's house and enter his room or her room as if it was your room, right? And that's why Jesus uh, calls us friend because he wants us to have uh, 100% access into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And so, so when, G- when they heard about Jesus, uh, when, when Jesus heard about Lazarus being, uh, being, de- being sick, then he makes a statement in John chapter 11 and verse 4. He says, this sickness is not unto death. And so when you read it, you know, when you read between the lines, I truly believe that Jesus knew about Lazarus' sickness, that it's not only a common sickness, it is going to cause death. That's why he made that statement that it's not, it's not something, you know, death is not going to get glorified, but God is going to be glorified. Hallelujah. And so I, as a friend of Lazarus, he knew about Lazarus more than his sisters knew about Lazarus. And so that's why he made a statement that, you know, this sickness is not unto death. That means somehow Jesus knew that he's going to die. I truly believe that. I 100% believe that, that he knew that Jesus is going to die, that Lazarus is going to die. But this is 
a true friend, the first thing I want to talk, talk to you about is a true friend walks in authority. Hallelujah. A true friend walks in authority. He brings the word of aff- affirmation and confirmation. The big problems in your life seem too small in the mind of Jesus. See, Jesus is not shocked with any big uh, cancer or any big problem that we are going through because he knows that everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. That's a true friend who brings, a, who walks in authority. And we ought to be friends with Jesus because he can walk with authority in our lives. You know, a lot of times our problems are too big. You know, or most of you know, Supriya was uh, going through a lot of, uh, a lot of bad stuff, cancer, you know, 17 tumors. Her life is at danger. Uh, Andy was, uh, you know, the doctor said that we're going to terminate Andy tomorrow morning. And you know, that night, uh, when me and Supriya were in that hospital room, this true friend walked in. Hallelujah. This is what God told me. God said, this is this sick. I have given cancer to Supriya. She's going to be fine. Your son is going to be born. You name him, Andrew, and everything is going to be all right. See, a true friend walks in authority. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're facing, but to, to allow the true friend to walk in authority. Hallelujah. That's, that's what true friend does. A true friend follows his schedule. See, not everything happens how we want to happen. You know, a lot of times th- things don't fall in place how we plan. You know, we plan the day uh, perfectly, but we meet an accident. You know, you know, a lot of times we get mad when things don't happen how we want it to happen. And you know, uh, I was teaching in the leadership conference, you know, and I was teaching the leadership principles to our, uh, our, our leaders that the, the, there was a, there was on the, on, on a certain day, God created the stars, the sun and the moon and the sky, you know, and a lot of, lot of things that God created up in the sky, not necessarily, you know, the reason what the principle of leadership is not, not, there's not everything in life that you'll achieve, Right. People have gone on, on moon. You know you know the name of the man who was first on moon? Neil Armstrong. But you, does anybody know the name of the person who was the second person on moon? Not everybody, you know. No, hardly anybody would know. Because there are, there, are, there are places, there are things, you know, only it's reserved for some people. And, you know, we, we do not actually achieve things in life how we want to, you know, we want to do it. But, but this is what, this is what the, the second thing I want to talk to you about is a true friend shows up in his time. You know, many people were thinking that Jesus is four days late, but Jesus was right on time. He shows up. See, Lazarus, see, just imagine Lazarus after being raised from the dead. Would he have complained to Jesus? Why didn't you show up when I was sick? You know, he would have never complained to Jesus because he knew. See, people who get resurrected from the dead, they knew that I had to die to be resurrected. Hallelujah. And so, if we as Christians, we ought to know that problems have to come in our life. Cancer had to come in my family so that my wife could defeat cancer, so that my son could defeat cancer, so the world could know that there is a God in heaven. Hallelujah. A true friend realizes your true worth. You know, in John chapter 11, verse 44, it talks about Jesus saying to the people around them, you know, Lazarus was raised from the dead and probably one of the biggest miracles of Jesus, raising a man from the dead. 
But Jesus was not bothered. Jesus was not, you know, so happy. He was not jumping with joy that, oh, I raised this man from the dead. It was very normal, even though it didn't happen before uh, in the ministry of Jesus. But Jesus was not, you know, if somebody, if you bring a dead person here and, and one of you pray for that dead person and that dead person gets raised from the dead, you'll be Facebook Live, you know, you'll be on Twitter, you'll be, it, it's gonna, you're going to pay YouTube to make it viral. But Jesus didn't do anything. But in fact, he made a statement. He said, he said, lose him and let him go. And so, see, it's the responsibility of Jesus or God to bring us out of sin. But it's the responsibility of the church to lose Lazarus. See, that's the reason why we do fellowship is because it's not, it's not not just me and Jesus or me and God, it's us also. Hallelujah. That's what fellowship comes in. He says, you lose him and let him go. So there there are three steps in this. You can see Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but there were people around who lose them. His, his, you know, he was still wearing grave clothes. You see, you can have the biggest miracle of your life, but you can still be wearing grave clothes. He was raised from the dead, but he, he, his status changed from dead to alive, but he was still wearing grave clothes. And now, the work for Lazarus, the third thing, Lazarus, you have to go yourself and change. You have to go yourself and change. It's not God's responsibility to make you patient. It's my responsibility To become patient. It's not God's responsibility that you have more faith. It's our responsibility that when we go through tough times, we show more faith. Hallelujah. Do not feed your, you know, some preacher a few weeks ago, he said, he said, you know, whoever you feed, whatever you feed, it's going to grow. If you feed your faith, your faith is going to be strong. And if you feed your doubts, your doubts going to be strong. So it's our responsibility as a church to feed our faith. It's our responsibility. It's Lazarus' responsibility to go and change his clothes. Hallelujah. In John chapter 12, you see, see Lazarus never, you will never see Lazarus preaching the gospel with Jesus. Even though he was a friend of Jesus, but he would never find Lazarus, uh, you know, being there when he was, you know, uh, doing the sermon on the mount or, you know, you know, he, you would never find Lazarus. He didn't travel with Jesus. There was not a single place where he would travel with Jesus. And Lazarus never preached the gospel. But this is what happened. In John chapter 12, verse 9 to 11, there was a plot to kill Lazarus. You know why? Because Lazarus had started talking about his resurrection, had started talking about Jesus, and had started talking about God. Hallelujah. See, Lazarus would have become a, a, you know, a you know, overnight celebrity. You know, he became overnight celebrity. All the people who came to the funeral of Lazarus, they would have been shocked. You know, the relatives, uh, the neighbors, everybody would have been shocked to see Lazarus walking into his house wearing those grave clothes and changing his clothes and coming out. And so everybody would have wanted Lazarus to be in their party, in their marriages, and he would have been chief guest, you know. He would have been paid, you know. If it was this, you know, this time, this, we would pay to have Lazarus. Uh, in our in our homes, in our parties, in our functions, and so Lazarus became an overnight celebrity. 
But he was talking about God. He never talked about Jesus before. But after the, re the resurrection, when you come from darkness to light, then you talk about the, the, the power of God. Hallelujah. And that's what a true friend does to you. He takes you from being a normal person to being somebody who's a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. See, the king, that Satan is not against, the devil is not uh, fighting us because we are weak. The devil is fighting us because we are strong. Hallelujah. Because he knows that these, the church of Jesus Christ has a destiny because he knows that if the church of Jesus Christ rises up, then my kingdom is going to be of no use. Hallelujah. Friendship with God is a gift. This was, a, this was a sorcerer who saw these apostles laying hands on people and they were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said, you know, take my money and give me the gift. He said, your money perish with you. I believe friendship is a gift of God. You cannot buy the friendship of God. You, it's a gift of God. Hallelujah. I remember the first time I came to America, of course, Pastor Tyron was there to pick me up. Tyrone, TDJ, the real TD, was there to pick me up. And I remember exactly, you know, I had, I had all kinds of like Indian clothes and all that. And he got, he had some money. He was, my, he, he was my first person, you know, first young boy to meet. And he took me to a ball and he said, you know, get these t-shirts, you know, look like a cousin. Got all the bands. We had a, a softball game or something like that. And so he got all my stuff, you know. And I still remember that day. You know, true friend. A true friend. You know, you don't really need, you know, a lot of people say we are lonely and all that. You know, that is all just crap. You know, we don't, re we just need Jesus. Hallelujah. Because when we need Jesus, we be you become a part of family, you know. You become part of family. And a lot of times we, when, we, when we become friends with Jesus, you have to unfriend a lot of friends. Right? You got to unfriend a lot of friends. You know, yesterday or day before yesterday, I got a notification on Facebook. You added 800 people this year. And this year is not, barely finished. And, and I just told uh, Tyrone yesterday, we were having dinner, that I unfriended 1,200 people. You know, 1,200 people, but 800 people already added, you know, half, half year. You got to realize as you grow in your Christian walk, that you have to unfriend a lot of people. To be friends with Jesus, you got to unfriend a lot of people. True friend stands you, stands with you till the end. You know, when, when Job was going through hard times, he said, in the end, I will see God. So when, when he talks about his end, you know, he was, you know, Job, a lot of times we think Job said all the good things, but he was saying mostly majority, he was saying bad things, right? He's not saying things that, you know, that meant anything. He was just confused. But he said one thing he knew, that in the end I will see God. That's what he said. I know that my Redeemer lives and in the end I see God. How you see your end determines who you are friends with. It depends on who you are friends with. If you see a great end, you, you, you know that. You're very sure that I have a friend in Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm 37 years old. I don't really need new friends. But I need the presence of God. Hallelujah. The presence of God. The friendship of Jesus. See, life has many choices. But eternity has two choices. Life has many choices. You can, you can, you can just make all the choices you want to in your life. But eternity has two choices. Either you are forever with Jesus. 
either you are forever burning in hell make the right choice make the right choice now lazarus just imagine lazarus going to everybody's parties and all that this is what happens when you're friends with jesus you invite those people to your birthday next year those who attended your funeral and that is a great celebration hallelujah you know that is a great celebration just imagine getting an invite a birthday invite from lazarus who people knew had died on april 19th whatever and getting an invite oh june 3rd 2018 lazarus's birthday is it the same lazarus see you know when you are friends with jesus the world is going to live in shock they will not be able to believe what has happened to you you know the, your life will be changed your destiny will be changed your way of talking your thinking everything changes when you are friends with jesus hallelujah everything changes when you are friends with jesus you know uh, pastor knows you know i was going through a very bad time last 3 years has been tough for us as a family of course with supriya and and with lot of leadership in in in, in assembly of believers church and you know lot of things happened and everybody was writing me off nobody i got got no invitations last year to preach anywhere you know couple of years in fact and and you know everybody was everybody was you know a lot of people are very happy to 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 get a a card or a notification that it's your funeral right a lot of people want you dead you know a lot of people because they, because because you know when you're friends with jesus lot of people are jealous you make lot of frenemies you know they are your friends but they are they are your enemies and when you go through tough times then you re- truly realize who your true friends are you truly realize your true friends you know by the way next year those who wanted to see my funeral i'm preaching all the conventions next year all the conventions next year because true friend you know i was going through tough times dad had an operation his he had an operation in his nose and he was bleeding you know true friend shows up in your worst times he flew he was bleeding he came for just 3 or 4 days you know for what you know he was he was there to get things right he was there to get things right true friend will show up right on time and i truly believe that holy spirit has accomplished what i wanted to do i don't want to do an altar call but i truly believe we should all stand in the altar call all of us need the friendship of jesus there's not one single person that doesn't need the friendship of jesus so let us all stand and as the worship team comes they're going to sing a song i've requested them to sing a song what a friend we have in jesus and if you do not have a friendship with god i'm not going to call you forward just dedicate your life right now say to god god i want to be friends with you jesus i want your presence in my life I want you to come and take control of my life. It's going haywire. You know my family is thinking, you know, he 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 is done. There's no one in the world giving you a chance or opportunity. You are done and dusted. You're thinking your mind is not working right. You're confused. But one friendship with God, one sinner's prayer, one simple prayer that I want you to be my friend can change your entire life and destiny. Everything is cha- everything changes when you become friends with Jesus. Everything changes when you un- invite the presence of god and as the worship team is leading us into this song i'm going to pray that all of us become friends of god hallelujah all of us become friends of god and and this is what i'm going to do when every eye is closed all those people who have never had an encounter with jesus who have never been in a friendship with you're just following god but this is not not what god requires he wants us to be friends with him hallelujah 
I truly believe that it's time that we come out of our comfort zone and say, God, enough is enough. I'm going to be friends with you now. And I want to see those hands who are saying this morning, I'm going to be friends with God. I'm going to be friends with God. Lift your hand up high and say, I'm going to be a friend of God. I'm going to be a friend of God. I'm going to be a friend of God. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, just, just let's lift both of your hands and say, God, I have heard your word and I know what your word can do. I know what you can do. I know what a true friend does. He walks in authority. He shows up on time and he, he values, he highly values you. You are the apple of his eye. He died for you. And not only died, he rose up again so that we can have eternal life. Hallelujah. What a friend we have in Jesus.